This is a Real Ghost Stories Online Extra. Hey guys, it's Brenda again calling back. It's Brenda, the one who called saying about my experience sleepwalking and my mom receiving that strange phone call in the middle of the night. And thank you, Tony, for clarifying. Yes, my mom didn't literally mean the devil. She just meant something bad outside. It's just she uses that term in a sense loosely when it comes to negative or bad things. It's probably a Hispanic thing. And so I was calling back because I wanted to tell you guys some more of my stories. I know I did tell you, leave a little snippet in another call I had previously made about how I've been spiritually sensitive since the womb. So I'll go ahead and tell you a bit about what I mean by that. When I, when my mom was pregnant with me, she, she did not like gain a lot of weight. So you couldn't really tell she was pregnant. We lived in um, like a ranch kind of house, like out in the middle of nowhere. And my dad raised chickens to sell and he also worked in agriculture. So we were used to people coming over to the house to buy chickens at all times of the day. And so my mom, when she was pregnant with me, heard the door knock and she goes over like any other day and answers the door. And there's this man on the other side of the door talking to her about um, if she wanted to buy some pillows and he's going over the pillows with her and why these pillows are great. And as he's going over everything with her, he stops mid-sentence and is just staring at her and says, you're different. And my mom was like, what? But she didn't say that, you know, but she was like, I was totally weirded out when he said this to me. I didn't even know what to say. So she stayed quiet. And then the guy followed it up with, you're pregnant, right? And my mom, she was, like, so confused. She's like, I don't know how this man knows I'm pregnant. Like, you can't even tell I'm pregnant. And I'm so confused. And so, basically, she she was caught off guard. So, she kind of just nodded her head, like, yes, I, I am pregnant. And then, right when she said that, my dad creeps up from the back because he heard her talking to this guy um, in in the door. Not in the door you know, at the door. And so then my dad jumps into the conversation. He ends up buying two of the pillows. That guy leaves. And so my mom is like super weirded out. She tells my dad, like, this guy said that I'm different and that he knew I was pregnant. Like she was so confused. She was like, I don't, it's so weird. But they kind of went up on their day. The following day, she went to pick up my grandpa from the airport. And when they came back home that night, the house was full of owls outside. My mom heard them screeching and howling. And my grandpa was like, what is going on? Like, that's that's not good. Like, so usually in the Hispanic culture, owls, depending on the situation the owl is put, that puts you in, and the feeling you get is how you know if it's a negative or a positive thing. 
But in this case, it was a negative thing. And my grandpa was like, you know, like, what's going on? You know what you have to do. And in in our culture, basically, um, my dad carved a cross into a bullet and took it um, outside to to try to scare them away. And so he did, and he did end up hitting one. And the owl fell to the ground and made this, like, scary noise. And it sounded like someone screaming. My grandpa ran over to see um, the owl. And my grandpa said it was, like, nothing he ever seen before. It was, like, a huge, 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 huge owl. And it was what he said was dead. And um, they went back inside and things calmed down after that. And the next morning, the owl wasn't there anymore. And I was, and that's what my mom was like, what the heck? Like, this man comes to my house, selling me pillows, telling me I'm different, that I'm pregnant. And then all this happens. Like, what are the odds? And then later on, when I'm born, I come home and they had me and I am the one that asked her because before I had her tell me this story, I asked her mom, when I was a baby, my crib, was it facing the window? Because I feel like I remember my crib was facing the window. And she said, yes, but how do you remember that? Because you were only months old. Because when you turned one, you started sleeping with your older sister. And I said, I don't know. I just, like, I remember. And then she ends up telling me, well, when you were little, you scared me one time really bad. And I was like, oh, like, what happened? And she says, well, you were laying in bed and every time we would lay you down you would look out the window and as soon as you were able to talk which was really early on I was the chatterbox she said um, I would look out the window and tell her the mono is coming the mono is coming and my mom was kind of like Oh, she's, she's a kid, you know, like she's, she's just talking and she's just saying random things. But every night, every night, I would do the same thing over and over and over again. Till one night, I wake up screaming like bloody murder that the mono, this thing that I said was coming called the mono, grabbed my hand. And I'm screaming. I said, he, he the mono has my hand. The mono has my hand, and then my mom grabs my hand, and she says, she's trying to calm me down. She's like, it's me, it's me, it's okay, it's okay. And then she says that she's staring into my eyes, and my eyes are following this thing, whatever it is, because she sees that my eyes are fixated on something that's running back and forth in front of me as she's holding my hand to calm me down. And she says that she's looking into my eyes, and I have really big eyes. And uh, she she says she can try, she could make out something, that I was actually staring at something, so she would look and she didn't see anything. And she said that that was one of the things that scared her the most, that she seen something in my eye but could not see it in 
like in the living room where I was looking towards. So basically where I slept by the window, the door was open and you could see through the, to the living room and the door was open because my dad had went to make me a bottle because they thought I was hungry. And well, he thought I was hungry. Mom just thought I was like freaking out. And finally they got me to calm down and I finally was able to go back to sleep. And then later on when she tells me this story, I'm like, wow, mom, I've been paranormal since I was in your stomach and straight out the womb. I didn't even wait a couple months, didn't I? And she's all, stop it. And uh, she's like, that's not stuff to joke about. And I'm like, I joke about it, mom, because it's a part of me. I'm like, I'm not afraid of things like this happening. Like, it's, it's a part of me. I mean, as you could tell, it's been happening forever. And there was another time where I had asked my older sister because that's at one, two, I slept with my older sister in her bed. And at three, yeah, one, two, three, four, until we moved out when I was five years old. And I was like about two years old. I woke up screaming again, saying that the hand got me, the hand, the mano peluda, which translated in, to English, I'm like, the hairy hand got me, the hairy hand got me, and you're going to have to ring your bell because we would sleep on a bunk bed on the on the lower bunk, and my brother would sleep on the upper bunk, so I woke everybody up screaming that something, the hairy hand had my hand um, on the lower bunk that went next to the wall, so basically, I would sleep in the inside, and she would sleep on the outside, and uh, it was just, I mean, like I said, I just, I'm very spiritually sensitive when it comes to things like that. And I have plenty, plenty of more things. Um, another time when we had already moved out and lived at the place where the phone call took place, I was taking a nap. It was during the summertime, taking a nap during the day, uh, facing the wall. So my back was towards the door and I was facing the wall and I have a little sister and I heard her run in the room and then run back out. And I was like, Nana, cause that's what we called her. I was like, Nana, please stop. I'm trying to go to sleep. And so I, I ignored it. Then she did it again. And then I was so upset. I was like, Nana, you better stop it. So I turned around and there's nobody there. And I was like, okay, this girl, like whatever. She's, she's really fast, I guess. So then it happens another time this. And I was like, are you, are you kidding me? Like at this point I was so upset. Like I just wanted to take a nap. That was all I wanted to do. So I get up and I go to the living room. I'm yelling and my mom's cooking and I was like, where's your daughter? And she's like, she's asleep. She's been asleep. I've been trying to ask you why you're yelling. And I was like, are you serious, mom? And she's like, yeah, she's been asleep this whole time. I've been hearing you yelling and I don't know why you're yelling. And then I was like, oh, I'm sorry, mom. I thought, I, um, never mind. And so then I just like walked to the room. I lay back down. And again, I, I hear the footsteps. Um, I did go up to my mom and asked her, uh, well, didn't ask her, but I was like, 
you know, where's your daughter? Like, she keeps bothering me. And then my mom's like, she's been asleep this whole time. What are you talking about? I've been trying to, my mom was trying to yell at me and ask me who I was yelling at this time, this whole time. She's like, I was hearing you, like, basically talking to yourself. And I was like, who is this girl talking to? So then I just, I kind of was like, brushed it off. And I was like, oh, okay, mom, I'm sorry. And I go to my room and I lay back down. And again, the footsteps happen. They stop right behind me as I'm trying to go to sleep. And at that point, I was like, you know what? If you're here and you're going to be here, just please don't bother me. I need to go to sleep now. I'm tired. I want to take a nap. So if you're going to be here, you can be here. That's fine. But just leave me alone. As soon as I say that, you hear the footsteps that were standing right behind my back walk towards my bed and then disappear because I was laying on my sister's bed. That's just one of my plentiful stories that I have. I have another one where this one was when I was older and with my husband who was my boyfriend at the time. Um, we were living in an apartment together. We had moved out and his sister called us at, it was like 12 at night. She's like, my car broke down. Like I need a ride. Can you guys come get me? And we were a little while away. We were like 20 minutes away. And we said, yeah, like stay in your car. Like we'll be right there. And she was stranded in the outskirts because she still lives um, at home with her parents and they live in the outskirts so we drove over there picked her up and on our way home she's like here take this shortcut like this is how I get home so we're taking the shortcut and I I, I remember looking at her because we were in my husband's truck and in my, my husband's truck it's a three-seater so I'm sitting in the middle and I look at her and I was like you shouldn't take these roads they're very dangerous. Like, it's very lonely. You don't want to get stranded out here. And as soon as I say that, I look up, and it's it's like if this happened in slow motion, there is this thing that looks like a miniature horse, dog, gray-looking thing trotting across the road and I'm telling you we were going fast because we wanted to drop her off because we were tired and wanted to go to sleep so we were driving pretty fast and I'm telling you everything slowed down like we could see this thing trotting across the road into the field all you hear me say is oh my goodness that thing doesn't have a head and I turned and I looked at her and I looked at my husband and I was like, did you see that? Did you see that? She says, oh my God, I saw that. And then my husband, I look at him and he says, don't talk about it. <laughs> and I was like, I just, I just wanted to make it clear that I wasn't the only one that seen that. And then I looked at my sister-in-law and I was like, don't take this road anymore. And since then, she never took that road again. What was that thing? I don't know. Definitely not something good. It was something crazy. Like, the fact that it slowed down time 
and we've seen it in slow motion while we're going really fast. And again, we were out in the middle of nowhere when we saw this. So I'll call back if you'd like with some more stories. Sorry that I take so long telling the stories, and I'm sorry if my stories seem jumbled. When you're just telling the story, I feel like you, I just get jumbled up sometimes, and I'm sorry about that. I really hope um, you guys understood my stories this time, and I kind of hope I outlined them so you guys could understand, because I know um, the last time I called, um, it was kind of hard for Carol to understand my story, and I'm sorry about that. I know I kind of jumped around a little bit, but thank you, guys for your podcast. It's amazing. I love listening to you guys and I love to hear everyone's stories and thank you. If you want access to more Real Ghost Stories, become a premium subscriber to Real Ghost Stories online. Sign up now through Apple Podcasts and try it for three days free. Not on Apple? Go to patreon.com slash realghoststories or ghostpodcast.com.